The Get This Podcast is brought to you by my WordPress web development agency brand, K2 Creative. You can visit getthispodcast.com slash K and the numeral two. That's getthispodcast.com slash K2 and click book a discussion for a free 30-minute discussion on anything related to WordPress. I'll be happy to help. Whether you need a new website or you have an existing site, you're not happy with the speed, you're not happy with the security, you need plugins updated, you're having issues, your developer ran off to Costa Rica, you don't know where to find him or her, we can help. My team builds websites that drive millions of page views a year. We can help with membership, e-commerce. If it's in WordPress, we can make it happen. Visit getthispodcast.com slash K2 and click the book a discussion link and I'll be happy to help with whatever you need in WordPress. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Kautzman with the podcast Get This. It's the show about things people love, and I am coming to you from upstate Manhattan. It is Sunday, October 27th in the foul year of our Lord 2019. I'm freshly returned from a week out in LA. We'll get to that, and uh, I have a, a guest. He's a second, uh, second time guest here on Get This, Sean Phillips. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great, and as a second timer, I must be, uh, I must be pretty damn cool. <laughs> well, we wanted to. Have, so we're unpacking the RV experience for you because if you go back and listen to the first episode, Sean had just gotten off the road. I think somewhat recently you had planted yourself in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Correct. Couple, couple months in, I think. Yeah. All right. And, Something like that. Couple months in. Yeah, man. All right. So since this is the show about things people love, what what is it we're going to talk about today? Um, God, what did I even put in your form? <laughs> Dude, we don't have to be form, married to the form. Don't stress out. I think we were going to talk like, what about... What did I put in there? I don't know. I'm not distributing that form to some RSS feed. There's nobody out there who's going to be upset if we don't talk about exactly what you, you mentioned. I know we wanted to talk about tools. Because we course, did. We did. Right. Because, that, of course, I went out to... That's right. Fear Inoculum. So and then uh, we we're going to talk about uh, the update with the the RV experience. Yep. Um, I think I sent you the uh, a link on uh, top ten words of 2019. In, <laughs> in the title somewhere was sad fishing, which I had never heard that word before. But um, all right, so and, I think let's let's call that this episode is going to be called sad fishing. Sad fishing. <laughs> That's maybe yes. the fastest ever. That's I, I tremendous. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Sad fishing. Right. It's right. in the top ten. It's it's there's gotta be tons of hashtags for it, right? <laughs> Premature titling. <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode. Sad fishing with Sean Phillips. I it is. It's a show title. So let's let's unpack it. Let's go from one to the other to the to the words. Right. And I think we can definitely murder an hour. Oh, that might be the the fourth thing we want to talk about is the the famous local serial killer from from truth or consequences, if you're open to talking about it. You down? Uh, I could share what I know for sure. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well let's it's, uh it's yeah, let's talk about let's <laughs> talk about fear inoculum first. What do you what do you think about that? It's you know I with with Tool, you, as you know, with any of their albums, you really have to give those things a number of listens and this is especially that kind and and we had exchange messages briefly about it you know a few like what a month back and at first i was like it's like the danny carey show ah. you know guest starring tool because there was just really his presence was way out there more than any of the others and, mm. and he's a great drummer and everything but yeah there there still has to be some sort of balance that was my first impression hmm. that and it sounded like uh maynard keenan's been listening to a lot of ghost um with his, you know, Latin chant sort of sound he had huh. going on. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, he had a lot of that da 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 da. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Okay. All right. A lot, at least two or three songs. So I was like, this is interesting. But um, I mean, Adam's playing is the best I've ever heard. 
yeah, it's it's pretty killer. Yeah, without a doubt. But but yeah, just listening to it more and more, and I'm like, all right, this is good. And you gotta expect with an artist, they're either gonna do one of two things: do the same thing over and over, or they're gonna try to grow, try to do, you know, build on what where the, what they've discovered their you know their strengths are. So I'm like, all right, and I think I'm gonna continue to listen to it. And it's gonna grow on me more and more. And I think usually the best best music is. Um, the best music is uh, like that. That it grows on you versus that awesome hit. Yes, love that thing. And then, you know, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, uh, well, become- here's, here's a record that knocked Taylor Swift off number one, and it is comprised essentially of seven 10 minute long songs in 2019. Yeah. What are the odds? Uh, you know, if you had a bookmaker right. say in 2019, a band is going to come along and be a number one album. Uh, people would the odds would be totally stacked against them except for tool yeah it's the only band working today that quite has that that says something yeah it really does and um i got to see them live last sunday in la you did yeah which is a bucket list type thing for me Uh, although i'm too young to have a bucket list (laughs) guy on the beach told me that he's like you're too young to have a bucket list i'm all right i'll I'll think no you're not yeah no no you're not right you better start right exactly (laughs) no doubt you know the sooner you have your bucket list the more time you have to be able to fill it yeah that's right that's right you gotta fill up that bucket and uh wow i gotta tell you it was pretty pretty awesome they still got it and uh, I was surprised. We ended up in this weird little section where 90% of the audience was standing. But for some reason, we had some clowns behind us who wanted to sit. And so that created a little weird tension because there's no way in hell I'm going to sit during a tool show. No way in hell. Not when they, you know, they start breaking out 46 and 2. Forget about it. I'm, I'm not going right. to sit there with my, right. my hands folded over, you know, over my lap. So that was a little awkward. It was very strange. It was this one little pocket of people. And they, I think they were like... I heard some some statements out of them that wow. sounded like they were maybe on acid or, or mushrooms or something. There's one guy who's like, does anybody else feel like they're in a giant beehive? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like all right, man, you're at the Staples Center for Tool. So, you know, there are going to be people standing up and banging their heads a little bit. And, uh, man, in a beehive. In a beehive. Every day of my life, pal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah that guy's off to some commune now um yeah, so yeah listen the sh- yeah the show yeah right the show was great uh just a few things real briefly um yeah they they did onima right away they, they did it as a second song which uh and we're gonna nerd out a little bit on tool here so if you're not you're not a tool fan just indulge us for a few minutes but uh that yeah, you know. check back in a few minutes. Yeah, uh, well, no, no, no. I mean, stay with no, us, but get, get uh, yeah, check back in, in 13 years when Tool puts out another album. Um, yeah, I would just say go back and listen to Anima first. But they, uh, yeah, they did that song, which, of course, you know, I was waiting for it. I was oh, like, yeah. are they going to close with Anima? Oh, absolutely. But uh, it was pretty fun to hear them do that in L.A. Uh, because oh, of I, course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because nothing would be lost if that town fell into the ocean. It would it'd mm. be the best thing for humanity. I imagine not, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, of course I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, they did that, and then they did, they closed with Stink Fist. It? it was pretty cool, man. The other big surprise that I had was, well, there are two two surprises. They they did a proper intermission, which I thought was cool. I'm glad they did. Okay. Yeah. With, uh, with, with the organ, or no? No, no, <laughs> no organ. <laughs> uh... Yeah, they just did an intermission, and you know, which I thought I thought was smart. One, I think yeah. that I wonder if they share in like the the concessions revenue because if they do, that's a smart move. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. And yeah, and in addition, uh, it gave everybody a chance to breathe and take a break. Probably them too. That's Can't, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, as an artist, yeah, get a little breather in there because that's some deep, heavy stuff. You know, not just you know musically, but you know emotionally, as I'm sure. And then, as a listener, as a participant, you know, viewer of, of this experience, like any any movie, sometimes you're like, you know, I need a break from this for a moment, you know. Like, um, I can think of a number of films that I've watched where, I'm like, all right, I need to pause this, step away. Yeah. Know? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, so 
Yeah, they did that. And then the final thing I'll say is that I was very surprised at how uh, well they played the new songs, how great the new songs yeah. sounded. I remember my favorite meme or, th- or, or, or sort of thought coming out of this when Tool released the new album was somebody, I can't remember exactly what the image was, but the, the gist of it, somebody was sweating or, or biting their nails or something. And it was, uh, the statement was, uh, tool cover bands listening to the new album <laughs> because this shit is i i still don't understand what's happening some of the time and i've listened to it probably 50 times at this point i, I don't understand uh, the rhythms and and all the rest of it but i do know that it fucking slays I would love and to, yeah i would love to fly on the wall when they're, they're like writing yeah you know just just what what is that process like for them you know because yeah. some bands you know it's like guitarist comes in here i got a song and everyone kind of you know figures it out or whatever that sort of thing but with them just because of how everyone has these very intricate parts that play off each other you know that's got to be a much more organic process hmm. i can only imagine and that would be just for me as as a you know um audio creator i would just you know nerdgasm off of that alone. Absolutely. Yeah, and the songs arrive even more live somehow, which is crazy. There were... I didn't appreciate the album. I mean, I do. I really appreciate the album, but yeah, man, I went to the show. It was fun. I'm glad I went. So, uh, yeah, check out out, uh, Fear Inoculum. That's definitely something I love. And uh, yeah, go to the live show if you can. It's, uh, It's worth it. Hopefully, they'll be back with a new album in the next four or five years instead of 13. You know, or at least in our lifetime or two. (laughs) I have a feeling they're going to outlive us. (laughs) You think so? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Maynard's got a private, uh, like, secret cloning plant underneath one of his vineyards. Right. Over in Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's possible. You never know, man. Um, All right. So what else is going on, Sean? What was the the second thing we were going to discuss today? Yeah. Um, let's see, we could, uh, should we, should we talk about the, uh, the, the top 10 words? Oh yeah. Let's talk about top 10 words and then, and then I want to get down to the RV life and what you've been up to. Lately. Oh yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 We have to do let's, the sequel to the, we can the get to the words quick. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause, uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that anyway. So yeah, that top, that, that was from the guardian, the top 10 words of 2019. I love the title canceled for sad fishing <laughs> uh, of course i'm like all right i gotta read this what what's that about i'm a sucker for good uh taglines but uh what was it pro was one of them on there do you have, the, li- do you have the list in front of you i'm looking at the list now yeah nice so the top 10 um and they, i don't know if these are in any particular order but uh people and they talk about uh was it, uh, yeah, talking about like the power of the people sort of thing, and that people has become like a different change of the word or whatever. Um, wow. Yeah. Top 10 words of 2019. You could, you could find it pretty quickly under, under uh, Guardian People. Okay, all right. Pro-Rogue. And then Pro-Rogue. What is that? Yeah. Pro-Rogue. Um, let's see, what do they say? It comes from the Latin verb to extend and to extend and contains the element roguer to ask. As it turns out, there wasn't much asking involved. Um, We're talking about uh, the parliament. Yeah, sure. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, I'm going over so to London uh, on Thursday, yeah. so maybe, uh, yeah. maybe they can teach me how to pronounce that word because I'm not sure we're pronouncing yeah. it correctly. Right, yeah. Yeah, you can maybe throw that around like so you sound up to date, you know? <laughs> sure, like, sure. Which is important with our our uh, media, you know, these days. Femtech. That is such a loaded word. Femtech. Femtech. Femtech, like feminine tech. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, like uh, fertility apps. Ah. That sort of thing. Ah. And it's just femtech. I don't know. But my favorite one is sad fishing. <laughs> I love that. Sad fishing. All like right. They had to come up with a name for that for someone who... Who posts online for for attention? You know, like oh, I, I, I know, love it. I whatever. love it. Let me read Crappy this. Day. Sad fishing. Let me read yes. this. So this yes. article is from a fellow named David Shoryat Madari. 
Uh, excuse me if I butchered that. This is in the Guardian. You can find it. And stat fishing, one of those rare words whose origin can be precisely pinpointed to an, an opinion piece. In Metro in January, sad fishing, wrote Rebecca Reed, is when someone uses their emotional problems to hook an audience on the internet. She was attacking an Instagram post by Chris Jenner that teased followers with the promise of a confession by her daughter, Kendall, about some personal trauma. In fact, it was a marketing campaign for a skincare range. Barf, I am vomit. Sad fishing, that was me editorializing, by the way. Yeah. Sad fishing <laughs> roared back into the news in September after a report commissioned by British head teachers suggested children who posted about their problems on social media were having the word thrown at them by bullies. It takes its place next to a series of terms related to online behavior that use the suffix fishing, including black fishing and cat fishing. Interesting. What is black right. fishing? Well, we got to find out, uh, don't I, we? I think I think I, I think I know what black fishing is. I mean, using context here, um, I'm sure it has something to do with um, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and uh, you know the controversial aspects of that. Well, what it's saying, I'm, I'm almost positive that's what it is. What it's saying here is that it's when you pretend to be black online. <laughs> Oh damn! Can really? You, yeah, it's internet, wow. internet blackface. Can you imagine? Wow! Wow! People are fucking wow. weird, right? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there was already what was that? Uh, um, the wasn't she with the ACLU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That the, one the, woman. What was her name? I um, Dolazol. Dolazol. Yeah, uh, Dolazol. Dolazol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that leads to another article, which is by the, the, the Beeb, the BBC, uh, Big Black News. Blackfishing, the woman accused of pretending to be black. Aga is one of a number of white women accused of pretending to be black. Wow. Huh. All right. Well, hmm. We're living in strange we times. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Interesting and, and brutal. Yeah. Weird. Well, I don't. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the next word, something that's uh, all on yours and mine, opioid. Yeah, opioid. I'm getting robo-shot periodically, Sean, so I'm going to – let's let's uh, disconnect and reconnect and see if we can get a better connection. All right, man? All righty. All right, be right back. Yep. Okay, so we're in the middle here of sad fishing with a new connection. Hopefully that's a little better. Sean is in an RV in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, so maybe we're not having uh, the same connectivity you might expect if we were hardwired into Langley. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got all... we got some winds coming through. It's a you know energetic crossroads here, so Ooh. things things happen. Interesting energetic yeah. crossroads. What is it? Some, what do you mean? Yeah, it's almost like Sedona. Um, it's just some people might chalk it up with just weird coincidence or whatever, but you you get you know like there's just kind of a, something weird, you know, and a number of weird little things happen that ha go on in town. Uh, someone with a coworker, or or um, you find a body in a pond. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Did you? Not did you find a body in a pond? I did not. There's a, a fish pond about a block away from me, and they had all, you know, taped off. And this was maybe two, three months ago, and yeah, a middle-aged woman found a uh, found dead in the in the pond. <laughs> Whoa! Oh no! What happened? Yeah. Is she okay. Uh, well, obviously they, not. She's, well, I didn't really. <laughs> is she okay. Is she, she's yeah, dead. She's not yeah, okay. Yeah. But I mean, what happened? Or maybe she. Um, they didn't really release too many details. Um, it seemed to be that she may have uh gone in there and maybe hit her head oh, or something no. like that. Okay. It didn't look like foul play because mm. it was the middle of the day. Mm. So. Yeah, but no, not a whole lot of details. Well, there was a fellow who, we don't know if it was, I, you know, I don't know, the, I haven't followed the story, but there was a, a story a couple of weeks ago before I went out to L.A. that said, a you know, a guy fell down a manhole here in New York and was his body was recovered some days later or weeks later he was decomposing. So watch where you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's um, yeah, go ahead. Let's bash through this just, list and then I want to, go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Real quick, we'll pass through this. So, uh, opioid, we talked about that already. Uh, pronoun, that's hot. That's a hot word right now. I hear that all the time. Yeah, people Whoa. are. People are. Let's let's slow down though. We're we're making radio here, Sean. Pronoun. Okay. Radio, radio, radio. Yes, pronoun. Yeah. 
So what do you are you reaching the point where you're ready to put your pronoun in your uh, in your signature in your email signature? Because I've seen that. It's it's prevalent. Um, I'm I'm pretty conscientious when referring to other people because. Um, this may sound callous, but I don't have the, the energy to ask every person I interact with what their preferred pronoun is. I'm just going to automatically go to the, the neutral, they, them, when I refer to somebody. Mm. And I've always been that way, even before the word pronoun became such a hot hashtag. But for myself, um, no, I don't feel I need to. I, you know, I'm I'm a person that likes uh, the reputation preceding me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, keep coming on the podcast, and eventually we'll know your whole life story. So interesting. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. It's tricky. It, it, it it's going to be interesting to see it all shake out. Uh, I think sometimes this this issue, this pronoun issue, does a disservice to people who are earnest about it because it feels like it comes mm-hmm. loaded with all of the rest of progressive politics. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. – and you can tell some people are using it that way. They're using it as like a litmus or a shit test. And then I think there are people <laughs> for whom it's an earnest thing, and but unfortunately all of that other stuff gets dragged into it. It, it also right. sort of has the feeling of a um, – there is a kind of quality, a cultic – cultish quality to it, which uh, anything anything around forced language and, and turning the language over – has that feeling, it, you know, it sort of feels like mm-hmm. being asked, have you been saved? Well, no, uh, I don't, you know, what, what is, what, that's not, not something I would, I appreciate having thrown into the conversation, you know? So it's strange. Right. It's like, it's like, it, it feels in some ways like a hijacking of the conversation, but I, what do I know? I, I think if somebody comes to me and says, I prefer to be called she, uh, you know, I'll do my best to, to accommodate that. We all agree on names, right? My name's Kevin. Your name is Sean. Yeah. You know, if you right. start, people start calling me Kev, I kind of get annoyed unless they're very intimate with me. They're, you know, good friends. Right. So, you know, right. I'm just trying right. not to take it. Right. Yeah, I'm trying not to take it too seriously. Although, again, it, it feels like it comes loaded with all of these progressive assumptions. Uh, and that's something I think I think people need to work on. Eventually, you know, maybe it'll become normalized. We'll see. Maybe everybody will include their pronouns in right. their signatures. But it remains to be seen, doesn't it? I think, it need, I think we need about five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Before we'll see how this kind of levels out. Because, I mean, everything, like you said, a lot of this is these um, concepts are coming up within a a very uh, social, political, turbulent time. Right. So once that levels off into the next, you know, 100 years of, of, you know, peace and prosperity as life cycles like that, you know. Or or the next savage land war. When, or that then you know. all of this stuff will become extremely fringe again. <coughs> we'll right. see. So, uh, so much of it is being pushed by. Uh, it, it, so much of this is about what the media chooses to give attention to, and is true too. Yeah, when there's a proper war, suddenly the news cycle fixates on that, and a lot of this stuff will kind of fall by the wayside for better or worse. With that, brings us to the next word. Sean, yeah, why don't you take exactly. it away? This is great. You brought up this well, is a great segment, man. Yeah. What's the next word? You and I, you and I love words, you know. Yeah. So it's I thought this was this was great. So woke. I mean that I remember this kind of coming up in the last couple of years, but definitely, you know, this year. I used to joke that I was woke before you even were, you know, you know, went to sleep, sort of thing. Mm. But uh Yeah. That's maybe a little insensitive. I take that back now. But woke <laughs> meaning <laughs> Maybe. No, it's immortal. Maybe. It's on the internet now, Sean. It's immortal. You can never escape it. <laughs> I'll own it. Uh-huh. Woke, meaning well-informed, uh, first appeared in print in a glossary of words you might hear in Harlem in 1962. Oh, wow. Which, I love that. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, it finally entered the Oxford English Dictionary in 2017, which Damn. a couple years ago I was just saying. That's a long yeah. way from Harlem to 2017. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, go on. Harlem in the but, uh, 60s, and it finally hits the, di- the dictionary 50 years later. Right. Crazy. Right? Damn. Okay. Well, that's because uh, the, so we'll, that's so the we'll A-train never yeah. runs. That's the problem. The A-train's always shut down. It takes forever. <laughs> it takes me 50 years yeah. to get to the Lower East Side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. And the word travels fast. Yeah, right. 
Bad news travels fast. That's what they say. Bad news travels fast. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, with the definition to a racial or social discrimination and injustice. Mm. So it makes a potential word of the year of 2019. Put simply, woke has gone mainstream and in doing so has been subject to a bizarre transformation. Uh, end of 2018, Sam Sanders made a plea to put woke to sleep. <laughs> He argued that any authenticity it once had was being lost due to overuse by white liberals. Oh, there's nothing worse. Leading to its, <laughs> oh, leading to yeah, its co-option on, right? by businesses. Oh, businesses going progressive is the, is the greatest thing happening right now in the culture. It's just the best. I love being, you know, you know uh, signaled to by you know, billion-dollar multinationals. As per how they're on my side, I love that. Let alone all the ads that you see on Instagram. You know, we really should bring the word pandering back. Pandering might be the word of the yeah. year. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the get this podcast word of the year is pandering. Pandering, pander woke. I love it. <laughs> Pand- pander woke. <laughs> that is going to be the name of my next album, Pander Woke. That sounds like the name of a villain in Final Fantasy. <laughs> like a 99x villain you can only kill with a certain combination of spells like it, it takes no damage unless you you bring the right coalition of people together pander woke all right go on to the ne- go on to the next one this is this, i really like this list we skipped over a few of them we really we really started with with sad fishing but uh go to the next one sean this is a fun segment net yeah, nano influencer. Ah, uh, and uh, I thought I was like, "Is that what?" And I'm like, "Wow, this this is interesting. A uh, new economy. Re- it's workers' relatable personalities who are uh, le- letting you peek into their private lives. That's going to this uh, uh, Jenner thing with uh, the you know letting you in with the sad fishing uh, deal. That's totally a." You, wow. know what, you know what fucking annoys me is because this podcast, at, at least at this juncture, doesn't get a crazy amount of reach. It's a, it's a hobby project. It's something I love to do. It's a great excuse to chat with people and, and put some content out. I, I resent the idea that anybody would call me a nano-influencer. <laughs> it's like, it's so, <laughs> it's so fucked up. Why do we have to keep like, the, the abuse of the language with portmanteau in the culture is so... Uh-huh aggravating right now it's so tacky and it's so hack like i saw on linkedin last week i saw which i check periodically i do business uh and it's yeah. something i have to check in on occasionally i get proposal or rfps you through network. it yeah and i network. Yeah. but i saw the word career fluencer and i wanted what? to career fluencer you could put the word fluencer behind anything and now it's a word it's so silly so silly wow career career fluencer that's uh look at this the latest is that, nano uh, influencer uh, someone who may have uh, only a thousand followers or so they are supposed to be like you and me and their endorsements come cheap for the brands that target them as the digital economy penetrates deeper yeah with with its nano dick penetrates deeper some people you know might already fall into this category maybe next year you will too there's no escaping the hegemony of global capital your shit is for sale whether you like it or not you're a nano influencer sucker we got you this is so dark man yeah it is oh i'm still stuck on this career fluencer i mean they they take out the they they take out like the the important uh uh silk yeah. An influencer. Otherwise, it just becomes your career fluent is what that sounds like I don't even like know what me. it means. It's, career just, fluent. it's such an abuse. It's, <laughs> it's like this is – English is such a whore. And <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. – yeah, yes. We're reaching – this. these are like blowjobs under the, the highway. This is what – you know, this is what they're doing to the language. Blowjobs under Oxford's desk. Yeah. You mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, it's so bad, man. It's just so dumb. All right. Let's let's – Go ahead. <laughs> well, and, and cancel. And this might be us after after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, wow. God. Yeah. Just yeah. Was basically the short 
uh, answer is uh, you become no longer popular with your, you know, whatever, uh, you know, in whatever medias, you you know, you're canceled because no one follows you anymore. I thought about this word recently and how it it's so suggestive of this new subscription economy that we have because, of course, we're raising a generation of people who will never own anything. The most yeah. important things are all rented. All of all of our electronics are leased, uh, and even if even if they aren't, they're built with obsolescence in. Right? This laptop should last for twenty years, but it certainly won't. Uh, no, yeah, it's gonna even property. You could buy a home, but you're still you know paying mm-hmm. for just to be able to have the home there. Absolutely, yes. you're you're like, permanent yeah. renters in this new economy. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and there will always be an owning class. Uh, they they're out there. But uh, they're increasingly rare, and the rest of us are just subscribers in life. We're subscribing to this capitalist hegemony. And, of course, uh, the thing that we would fear most is <gasps> cancellation. So it's it's almost like a subscription word. And so people are no right. longer subscribing yeah. oh. to, to you. And uh, we, should, we should fear no, this. No, great connection. Can, yeah, absolutely. we should fear the hell out of this. This is very strange. The, in the, the, the loss of a culture of ownership is going to have deep and widespread implications for Western capitalism uh, and, and, and our current uh, systems. I'm not uh, up on the language around this, but it's important. And so, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think this is a coincidence that this word has become the great boogeyman of a time where um, subscriptions now dominate. You don't have Hulu. You're borrowing Hulu. Right, uh, right. right. Yeah, I mean, and you know, med- it, it also it also suggests you know how everything is mediated. Uh, we're rent, yeah, but it, but it is that it's that rent culture Media too. Mediated. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's that rent culture too, right? And you made the point. Yeah. It's it's with property taxes. You're you don't. What do you really own? What does your family yeah, really own right. permanently? So what? Right. Well, anyway, we could go on about this. So that brings uh-huh. us to yeah. Well, this is so. Hang on, let me let me lead yeah. you into this yep. because yeah, I saw something on Twitter last night where there's a thread going around right now uh, where a woman has pointed out that every 35 year old woman she knows is going through some low level crisis, and that's crisis. the next word. Sean, take it away. Oh, crisis. Every age has predicted that the end of the world is nigh. And I think we're going to have another podcast um, related to this. Uh, I have a personal story, actually. Um, it's not about a crisis of mine, but just that concept that um, every age predicting the end of the world sort of thing. Well, every, we'll talk- yeah, every religion yeah. needs its own eschatology. There has to be an end of days scenario for anything to really be properly understood to be a religion. Otherwise, it, it doesn't really have a complete cosmogony. So, yeah, of course, this new secular Western liberal capitalist hegemonic end of history religion that that we are sort of forced to contest with would have its own its own eschatology. And it's going to be, you know, prefigured by a a feeling of perpetual crisis. Anyway, go on. Yeah, but with that, which is is great because uh, they they said that because all of a sudden everything kind of every concept all of a sudden becomes a. Sort of, you know, they talk about in that the little paragraph about the climate crisis, the constitutional crisis, um, even down into little personal things. Again, we can bounce back to the 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 gender thing earlier on about you know their little crisis about skincare, you know, or whatever that is, and everyone kind of can come on there, tying back into sad fishing and whatnot. Like I'm having this crisis, and it becomes a a uh, a religion of sorts. The crisis think, that I'm having right now is is that I've realized you can have a thousand followers on Instagram and get paid to wear a shoe. <laughs> I'm leaving money on the table, Sean. <laughs> I want, man. Uh, yeah, man. Wow, what an interesting segment. So again, we we just yeah. read the the ten. Uh, what are they? Uh, Cancelled for sad fishing. The top ten words of 2019 by this uh, David fellow. Uh, this came out pretty recently in the Guardian. Have a gander. I, I think it's fun. Yep. I like it. Words are fun. Uh, if you're running around, if you're running around calling someone a nano influencer, though, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Yeah. You might as well be. You you jump off the GW bridge. Die. We don't. No, we, not we, kill we, yourself. Cancel yourself. <laughs> cancel yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> nano cancel yourself. Nan- oh yeah, 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 right. Met in the meta, 
Right. Love it. It, it just we're just going so hard today, Sean. I don't know what provoked <laughs> this mood. I just Ugh. I just hate these these new portmanteau and 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 I can just I can feel somebody hiring a ghostwriter right now to to write a book about nano influence. I can just feel it. I can feel the slime percolating here in Manhattan. Oh, it's already in the works. Oh, you know it. God, it's, it's going to come out next year. It's going to come out next year. These people create these bullshit made up words. You know, put their <laughs> names next to it, and suddenly they have speaking agents, and they're they're going around doing TEDx's. And telling you how important it is to smile on LinkedIn <laughs> while the world around you burns. <laughs> you, you know, you drive around LA and people are living in tents and shit. You go, what? What is happening to this world? What is happening to this country? Uh, the the creation of, of jamming two words together does not make you smarter than other people. It doesn't. It, oh my god! It has to stop. No, it, but it's never going to stop. And it, and, yeah. and you know, and you know, in five years or less, th- these words are going to be like. You know, um, yesterday's, you know, of course, uh, game system. Everything like, yeah, is so date, faddish. Whatever. Yeah, everything is so faddish. It's uh, gone. Disposable. They're yeah. disposable words. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody right now is, is writing their chapter on nano influence and they can't wait to put a white paper out about it on LinkedIn. You just go like, oh, my God. Right. When is this ever going to stop? Uh, <laughs> well, and it's going to be monetized. Of It'll course. Be monetized. Nano monetized. Nano, <laughs> <laughs> just these. Oh, it's so stupid. And it's this. It's this. Uh, do you remember what? The, yeah. Do you remember when the word nano was actually like, uh, like kind of cool? Yeah, nano like technology. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. like, oh, that's cool. You yeah, know, no, I don't just, know, dude. Uh, it just. Uh, oh my god, it's just everybody's just trying to cash in before the fall. Everybody ha- knows the horse that, has yeah. already been turned in for meat and glue. Stop <laughs> kicking it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Your child is already eating the horse by way of glue. So yeah, re- it, relax. It's, it's done. Dude, done. We could just, this I, is so fun. We could create a little app that would just combine these words. I had a nano crisis on my way to the woke meeting where I had some ambivalence about my pronoun. Uh, so I had to take some opioids. I, I then got an addiction, which led to sad fishing. So I was canceled. And my crisis. Yeah, right. So now, now I'm in a crisis. Right. Now I'm, having, I'm in a crisis. Well but, done. But I it's have like, an idea. It's like for, Mad Libs. Yeah, but now I have, it's, but it's, I have an idea Mad- for a femtech startup. <laughs> <laughs> People. Uh, and, and this, and I, I think I speak for both of us. This is no way either of us um, discrediting anyone who is genuinely, of you know, feeling not. or experiencing yes. things that relate to this. Right. But it's weird. We're definitely ridiculing the um, overextending of labeling. Yeah, I guess the uh-huh. the, the 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 deep crevice off the cliff that uh, right. society's gone with with that because you got to have a word for, for everything. Right, everything has to be labeled and understood. And yeah, if you're going to have a word for everything, learn German. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just this you is know. just uh, quite a list here. Quite a list. I just I like that. The word opioid is is jammed right next to nano influencer. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Right. Weird. I mean, out of all those words, the one that really like, all right, this is actually an important thing to be kind of focusing on. Yeah. That's the one. Right. Uh, Out of uh, everything else, is just you know, Hmm. plan. Well, language (laughs) is fun and 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 wild and wacky and weird. Uh, It is. Sean, it's interesting watching it evolve. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know. Yeah. That was a that was a fun I think humorous was, segment. Yeah, uh, I stand by nothing I just said. <laughs> and <laughs> we're, try, we're just trying to make uh, make radio here. We're trying to have a good show waxing and poetic. yeah, waxing poetic and just uh, riffing on some really silly things. I just don't know what it is about that word nano influencer that makes me just feel stabby. Uh, it's probably the <laughs> the word influencer. Influencer is like yeah. is thought leader adjacent. It's just. Aggravating to no end how they've how they've turned At least us all. They'd say nanofluencer. Oh man, yeah, right, right, that would, right. That would get yeah, man. What? Yeah, nanofluid. What? Yeah. Is that a new uh, like hair care product or something? Nanofluencer. I, I just, I just don't. Uh, I don't know where we're headed in this uh, in this electrolyte water. 
I don't know, man. It's it's strange days, strange days and strange nights in 2019. Great, indeed. Well, so let's talk a little oh, more okay. about that that RV life here, Sean, and uh, which right. is something that you love and you're into, and you're you're still making it work, huh? When was the last time we spoke? It was was it this year? It must have been this year. We've been like four it or five months. Year. Yeah. It was this year. Yeah, I want to say it was before it got hot here, so it was probably late spring. Okay, I want to say, and uh, we went through our hot months and. We're uh, actually a little over a year into this journey altogether. It was uh, uh, September 30th when we left our apartment. Well, bring people up to speed who haven't listened to the first episode. You know, do a little exposition. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so go. Of course not. Why would you listen to an episode that you're on? It doesn't make any sense. You're not that narcissistic. You're nano narcissistic. (laughs) Nano narcissistic. Let's just put the word nano in front of everything. Nano, yeah, nano, everything. Nan- nano, Love nano. <laughs> All right, so, so you left your you left your life in Minnesota. Recap. Yeah, recap. Yep, yeah, recap. So, uh, yeah, September September thirtieth, uh, twenty eighteen, we uh, got in the camper, left Minneapolis. Um, end of uh, end of October, we end up in uh, Fair Play, Colorado. Fair Play, and Colorado. We were there for- Yep, that's right up there in Mountains Fair Play, the town that South Park is based on. Um, no joke. I think we talked about that in the last in the last episode. We were there till uh, towards the end of February. Then we came down here to Truth or Consequences, and uh, that's when uh, we talked. Was after we were already here. It is uh, now end of October. We'll probably be here till Aprilish, and then we're going to start heading to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, so, so you're, you are leaving Truth or Consequences to go to the Pacific Northwest in April. Yep. All I right. got family friends up there, and then uh, we'll be there a few months, and then we'll head back to the Midwest, see people before we uh, get out of there, before the snow falls, and then who knows from there. So you are really seriously living in an RV, and you've got a plan for the next, sounds like, 12 months or more, right? So far. I mean, we're, we want to at least do this as a five-year and then see, you know, check back again like okay do we still want to do this sort of thing but yeah we want to kind of stick with the five-year plan of uh traveling traveling in this love it and what's life like down in truth or consequences i I recall the last time we spoke there was some you had some jobs some some work was going on it was a very quirky place how quirky Uh, you found somebody found a body in a pond nearby (laughs) there was a serial killer who found a pot mm-hmm the Toy Box Killer. People can look this up. This yes. uh, happened here. This was a number of years ago. Toy Box Killer. Um, I don't even know if I need to go into too many details, but basically he had a trailer with a uh, um, something that you'd see on it, like Saw, basically, or, or one of those. Kind of a gruesome, you know, dark, you know, BDSM-related sort of thing. And, and I'm, I'm pro-BDSM, but this was this gave it gives it a bad name. Um, he picked people up at the bar, and uh, his his wife and I think his daughter were involved in this too. This has nothing to do with BDSM. This is this is some next no, level. This is dark, right, horrible right. stuff. And if you're not into serial killer talk or all the rest, uh, trigger warning or whatever. It's uh, I looked some of this stuff up, and it's it's horrifying. How many victims did he have? Um, God, look, they they actually don't even know. Oh, geez. because he's he's claimed. You know, so many, but they've never found any of the bodies. And the Whoa. only reason why this guy got found out was it was a very uh, Twin Peaks Teresa Banks moment where she escaped, you know, and came to town, was all naked, and they discovered Whoa. her. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Very. <laughs> well, it looks like it was one of the early episodes. Well, I don't know how early, but uh, in 2017, the last podcast on the left did a Toy Box Killer episode so i may go and listen oh, to that did. okay yeah because they'll do I'll this check that out. Yeah. far more justice than more we could do. yeah but talk about i mean is does it is it a topic of conversation around town still is it a, um yeah occasionally you know they'll, they'll make a reference to it but then it's just people don't talk too much about it because it's just kind of um well like the the bar that this person what I what I heard from someone in town here was the the bar where the, this uh, uh, serial killer would pick up his victims. They have since like replaced all the bar stools. Sure, jeez, you know, just just you know, weird like that. So, um, 
not just a couple of months ago, the wife was released from prison um, without any, uh, uh, what do you call it, you know, uh, parole or, you know, anything like that going, just straight out released. And there was, there was a bit of, you know, mixed feelings about that that went on. But yeah, otherwise, you know, you can ask about it and people will share a little bit, but, you know, they're uncomfortable about the whole thing because it, you know, it was local right here. Yeah, I mean, man. this town's only five, only 5,000 people. Damn, dark. He looks like a, uh, he looks like he's uh, the type. Terrible. That's, yeah, that's horrible, man. So, uh, what, yeah. what, what else goes on down there when you're not, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyone listening, anyone listening to this that's uh, either lived in the Midwest or has visited Midwest or is familiar with it knows that you know most small towns you have an equal amount of bars and churches, sort of thing. It's different here. You have you have one bar, you know, an average amount of churches that you'd find in a you know small town like this. But what you do find are an equal amount of restaurants and art galleries. Ah, so it's a little, a little more cultural, a little quirkier. It's a very, it's a quirky, artsy sort of place. I mean, and for a small town of five thousand people, there's, God, probably almost a dozen, you know, art gallery, art shop type of things. Uh huh. Yeah, and then you know, everyone's got a restaurant with odd hours and everything. But um, there was a film festival here just last weekend, I think it was, or yeah. weekend before. Sure. Yeah, and uh, a crew came from uh, New York. And uh, kind of helped set up. It was all over town. They had uh, TVs up, playing art thing, you know, video, art videos. They had a little film festival in the Space uh, Visitor Center here in town. Um, number of people had installations all over. Um, my friend cool. uh, Kate Hall. Yeah, my friend Kate Hall, who runs the artist retreat here, um, had an installation. And I did some audio for it. Some of it uh, curated from Year of the Buffalo. And it was uh, based off of hot air balloons, which New Mexico is known for. Uh-huh. So that was kind of fun getting involved in that a bit. What have you learned um, about the yeah, R- What have you learned about the RV yeah. life since we last spoke? <laughs> oh, what have I learned about the RV life? Um, we Terry and I often will talk about how we're thankful we built the thing, you know, completely remodeled the thing versus getting something off off the. Uh, um, the lot, our insulation has been great, um, for, for summer and winter, three t- times the insulation. Um, we don't have any of the weird little problems that a lot of other RVers have something failing or something falling apart. Like we built this, we know what's going on. If there's something wrong, we're able to fix it quickly. So, um, being more hands-on, I think we've been appreciated, but as actually learned, um, Nothing new compared to last time we talked. Um, well, it sounds to me, though, than, uh, that insight yeah, is important, yeah. this idea that because you built this thing on your own, you know it maybe a little more than somebody who picks it up off the lot and then doesn't know why something's uh, busted. or Right? And the reason why that's important is, especially when you get out to the west, and, and probably the east, too, because there's not as many uh, places like parks or, or uh, you know, like state or national parks out east, is finding a repair, uh, an RV repair person is kind of few and far between who isn't going to, you know, charge a lot or isn't even going to come to you or, you know, those or is even going to be around, you know, there's like in Colorado, I remember when we were up in the mountains, there were three people that could possibly, you know, see and one, you know, was able to come out to that area. So, I mean, only small amounts and so even here, too, there's maybe a couple within a 50-mile range. And so learning how to, be able to take care of your stuff yourself is, is super important. Because otherwise, it's, it, I mean, being an RV is being self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah. So I think they'll go, they go hand in hand. No doubt. Well, Sean, here I want to ask you as we wind down, are you willing to come back on the show after you make your move to the Pacific Northwest? I want to hear more stories, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the plan is uh, the trip will be about three weeks. Cool. You know, we're going to hit, we're gonna hit um, Grand Canyon. Um, we're going to hit uh, um, Lake Tahoe. 
Um, I want to hit the the sand dunes in Oregon. The inspiration for Frank Herbert's Dune. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, I think that'll be kind of neat to see. And uh, Terry hasn't seen the the gorge uh, from Portland to um, the Dolls. You know, from Oregon Trail sort of thing. Beautiful. <laughs> Isn't one of the Beautiful. songs? I think one of the the interstitial tracks on the new Tool album is French for "Fear is the Mind Killer." I think so. I think that's what somebody said from Dune. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and Terry and I, we both love Dune. I mean, she was the one that actually pushed me to read the books. So mm-hmm. yeah, there. Yeah, love that. Um, trying to think what else RV wise. Mostly been just doing a little. One thing, one thing you do learn, especially when you've uh, you whenever you build, like whether it's a home or or you know whether it's like a trailer home or like a stick and brick home or any sort of space, you kind of have a vision. Of what you think is going to work, you okay? I ne- we need a light here, uh, we need this over here, sort of thing. And then when you actually live in it, you start to find okay, well maybe that didn't quite work there. We should have had it over here instead. Mm. Uh, so you start to learn um, space arrangement, definitely. Ah, the feng shui of RV space. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you know what? You, you know, know what this like is. There's, you know what this is, Sean. Your your nano living. <laughs> See, I could I could put this in front of I can put the minutes, I, how long you get there. I'm a I'm a nano thought influencer. <laughs> right now. Nano thought. Every every statement that's a, that's I make. A twister. Yeah, I'm nano thought influencing you as we speak. Nano thought Man, I'm sure. I'm just waiting for the publishers to call and offer me a deal. It's amazing. Yeah. We could yeah. Co- we could co-author it. <laughs> nano thought influencing. Lessons from the the nano life. <laughs> With nano. Sean Phillips, the Nano Life. Yeah, there's one. The right. Nano Life. Yeah, yeah. We used to have full lives, That's... rich, full lives with families and community, and now, now we just have Nano that... lives. I'm going to predict that is going to be a TV show of some sort, a serial, <laughs> uh, a like reality show mm. within the next two years. Yeah, yeah. The Nano Life. The Nano Life. Sean, it's been great having you on, man. Come back on <laughs> when you make your your next move, and I want to hear more stories about the American West and living in the RV. It's a pleasure to have you on. We're at Get This oh, Podcast. All right, my friend. GetThisPodcast.com. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you go to GetThisPodcast.com, you'll find it. This is Kevin Kautzman. And Sean, thanks again for coming on, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. Nano, thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Later. Thank you.